Your host, Parker, Dan, and Angela, slice and dice their way through the good. If it bleeds, we can kill it. The bad. You brought the devil! There's a devil inside everyone. And the ugly movies you love. And you can't piss on hospitality! I won't allow it! Hold your favorite films and franchises tight, because they aren't safe. In fact, it's already too late. It's time to dissect that film. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to Dissect That Film, where we dissect the good, the bad, and the ugly of cinema. I am your host, Brett Parker. Joining me, as always, my wonderful co-host, Dan and Angela of DNA Gaming. (laughs) We haven't done this more than once. No. Uh, (laughs) Today is week two of our month of films of 1985, as it is the year of birth of our wonderful co-host, Angela. Last week, we talked about... Silver Bullet, which was Dan's pick. And this week, it is my pick. And I decided what crazy-ass film could I find from 1985 that would be great to talk about. And that is a movie that I have not seen since I was probably eight or nine years old. And that is Return to Oz. This summer, Walt Disney Pictures presents a motion picture fantasy adventure beyond your fondest imagination. You'll be transported miraculously back to the enchanted land of Oz, that magical kingdom beloved by young and old for generations. It's just a yellow brick. No, Belina, you don't understand. This was the yellow brick road. You'll share with Dorothy Gale the shock of finding everything mysteriously changed. What's happened to everybody? And you'll delight with her discovery of four wonderful new friends who band together against a wicked queen and the dreaded Gnome King. This is the Oz you haven't seen before. And this is the Oz you'll want to visit again and again. From Walt Disney Pictures comes a whole new world of entertainment. Just fly back to Kansas. Return to Oz. And joining us to talk about it is friend of the show, Allie from the Quad Pro Quo Podcast. Welcome back. Hello. Hello. Excited to be here. Now, Allie, you were like a last second guest because we originally didn't have a guest, but I posted on social media that we were covering this movie and you got really excited about it. Or maybe it was the opposite. I think you might have posted something about it and maybe I answered. I think that's what it was. Yeah. So I posted something on Twitter, like name a weird movie that you've seen way too many times and I posted Return to Oz and then you commented on it and I was like, wait, are you doing this movie? And then (laughs) I think it was just, it was serendipitous. Oh, I think it was meant to happen. Written in the stars as they would say. Written in the stars. Yes. Yes. Now, this is a this is a special one for you because this was the first episode of your podcast. So, like, this was the movie you guys covered as your premiere. And yes. So it was my pick. <laughs> yeah, you could say that. Yes. Mm-hmm. 
Everyone now, hated it but me. <laughs> seriously, though, even though she just stated that, please go back and listen to the episode. It is hilarious. Yeah. For one, <laughs> the titles of your episodes are great. By Thank the way. you. So very good. Yeah. But yeah, that mm-hmm. is, it was a great episode. Very, very first one. Mm-hmm. And so perfect that you're here. It's it's great mm-hmm. to have you back. So excited. Yeah. And uh, yeah. And guys, she's going to be back again this season. So stay tuned for oh, that. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, Return to Oz. Why did I pick this movie? Well, because I've heard a lot of things about this movie over the years. Well, <laughs> a lot of people who don't like this movie, a lot of people who just straight up are like, this is a, literally nightmares. Um, it's, it's one of those crazy things that I just, I was looking through a list of films in, from 1985 and Return to Oz pops up and I was like, yes, I have to. I have to revisit this film as an adult because as I said, I had not seen it since I was a kid. And boy, oh boy, there's a lot to talk about with this one. Dan, I know you're you're chomping at the bit to talk about this. What do you have any history with Return Oz? Fuck no. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I, I seriously when I was like Return to Oz, and I was like, is this the whiz? And like that's the only thing. <laughs> I think that's literally what you said when we were planning this the the first few months of the season and i picked return to oz you're like it was is that the one with michael jackson i was like no that's the whiz dude let me tell you something and there's no no shade at the whiz i would 100 percent watch that fucking movie i, th- I know i and i knew there was like a couple like wizard of oz-esque things in this era and i know i've seen snippets or clips of or heard of this movie but i've never seen it i didn't know anybody that watched it i only learned about it on the internet like when you you know when I got much older, you know, like teenage years and such, but that's, that's, I don't, I know nothing about it other than the original uh, Wizard of Oz. That's it. What about you, Angela? I'd Is never heard of it. Around? I'd wow. never even heard of it. Interesting. Yeah, this. I, uh, yeah, yeah, I guess that's this is kind of the consensus. Either you've heard of this movie, or it's like one of those I've seen it once and never want to see it again, or it's what <laughs> was a mm-hmm. sequel to the Wizard of Oz? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes, there was many. Um, yep. <laughs> so, Allie, why don't you refresh people's memories of your history with Return to Oz? So, I, I don't know how we were introduced to it, but I've watched this movie since I was, I mean, I was I was born in 84. So, I mean, we probably started watching, we didn't have a, we had a physical copy of the tape taped off television. So, we didn't have like the actual like Disney and like those. Remember those like big plastic bubble oh, yeah. like cases that Disney had. Baby. <laughs> yes. So we didn't have that. We had a VHS taped off television of Return to Oz. So we must have taped it off television when it was on the Disney Channel at some point. But I just remember watching it. Me and my two brothers. We loved it. We were never scared of it. We thought it was like the f- coolest movie ever. And we just, we watched it all the time. I just remember watching it all the time and just, we still really like it. <laughs> My brother does the best Dorothy, G- when mom B yells Dorothy Gale, he does the best impression of that. Like we still say it to each other sometimes. So we've just always watched it. It just never, it, I know it's one of those movies that people watch and they're like, how did you watch this as a child? Kind of like Labyrinth or the Dark Crystal. It just never really scared us. We just thought it was always so cool. So, yeah. Now, before we continue, because I'm always horrible at this, can uh, can you let people know what the Quad Pro Quo podcast is and what you guys oh, do over sure. there? Oh, my gosh. 
so we're based off the or inspired by the quid pro quo scene in science of the lambs so uh there's four of us me my partner matt and then our real our good friends and neighbors who live right next door um tammy and guido and each month we pick a theme and each week one of us picks a movie that falls within that theme and then at the end of the month we rank the movies from favorite to least favorite and pick a winner so we're wrapping up cage match this month our second annual cage match um and then next month in february our theme is swifty x's month so we are each picking a movie starring a taylor swift (laughs) ex-boyfriend Oh wow! Okay, yeah. I was Not waiting yet. for like a month of Swift movies. No. I'm like, how many movies I, is Taylor Swift? I love been it. In? Nope. I love it. Taylor Swift's ex-boyfriends. So we figure it's perfect for Valentine's Day month. Our so. list, everybody. Ex-boyfriends. <laughs> oh, eventually you could just put on a Chiefs game, right? Well, they're or technically whatever. still together. If, the, I mean, if you know, hopefully she hasn't fucked that up. Nah, give it time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You can find us wherever and our episodes come out every Thursday. So Yes, and uh, all the information for Quad Pro Quo will be down in the description. I can't say your podcast too fast because it's like a tongue twister sometimes. No one ever can. I, I fuck <laughs> it up all the time. <laughs> so, Return to Oz was directed by Walter Murch. He was actually fired during the production of this movie because it was taking too long and going over budget. Uh, it... Of the history of this movie is crazy. So, of course, it is based on the second and third book by L. Frank Baum. Uh, it was uh, The Marvelous Land of Oz and Ozma of Oz. Mm-hmm. And did you know there's 40 books based on The Wizard of Oz? By the same mm-hmm. guy? Or I was I was told this by a guy I work with today because we, we were talking about how we were covering this movie tonight. And he was like, yeah, there's 40 of these books. And I went, holy shit. It's like the boxcar <laughs> kids or something. Mm-hmm. So, of course, this is a unofficial sequel to the 1939 Wizard of Oz. Um, kind of, you know, you could tell they're following along the footsteps of that film. Uh, the major difference is, though, is the fact that Judy Garland was 16 when she made The Wizard of Oz, where uh, Feruza Balk was 10 uh, yeah. during this movie. So there's a big difference. My wife is a big Wizard of Oz fan. She'd never seen this movie. And she's like, She's a little young to be Dorothy. And I'm like, no, not really. That's actually how old Dorothy was in the book. Judy Garland was a little old to be playing Dorothy. Yeah. But, you know, it was the 30s. And the only, like, major child actor at that time was Shirley Temple. So um, Parker's wife needs to step up her fucking game, all right? You can tell her I said that. Dude. Just step up her game? What did she do? Well, if she's only seen the original, but she like loves Wizard of Oz, like come well, on. no, she loves the movie The Wizard of oh, Oz. The, okay. She's not like a Wizard of Oz like, okay. franchise fan. Uh, I think she's seen Oz the Great and Powerful, the Sam Raimi one that came out ten years ago. But other than that, yeah, this was a this was another one where I was like, guess what we're watching tonight? And she's like, what the hell is this? <laughs> <laughs> and right it's off the so bat, fun. this movie just hits. To the point where it's a, it's just a lot of what the fuck moments here, there, and everywhere. So, yeah, the history of this movie is that Disney bought the rights to Frank uh, L. Frank Baum's uh, works because they were going to be using it for a television series called Disneyland, and they were going to try to do a live action sequel to The Wizard of Oz in the fifties. It didn't work out. They were going to do one in nineteen eighty. It didn't work out then. And then uh, they finally got into production in 1985. But like I said, 
director gets fired because of going over production or going over budget. It was a crazy production. But it did end up getting nominated for a Oscar for best visual effects. Which, you know, I'm not even shocked about based on what I saw in this movie. So, great. I need to look up who yeah. beat the, what beat this fucking movie out then. I, I, I feel like I looked it up when Back we to did the future, ours, maybe? and I Fuck cannot Back to the Future. Back to the Future remember. came out in 85, and they used visual effects, right? Or they used effects? I don't know. I can't remember. Because that, so, that would have been the 86 Oscars. So. Yeah. Let's see. So the budget for this movie was $28 million. And it only made eleven. It only made eleven point one. So it was a big old flop. Cocoon. Cocoon. All right. Sure. Why not? (laughs) Fuck it. Bunch of people shit having sex. Why not? Amazing. (laughs) Yeah. This was um. This was a movie that was kind of split down the middle with critics. It was praised for like the the effects and the performances and all that, but it was. The negative responses to this movie, of course, is I think a lot of people's negative responses was like, how was this movie made for children? This movie is terrifying. It is very dark for a movie that is aimed for children. It's got the Walt Disney name slapped on it and holy shit. And then I'm, and then I'm thinking about it, I'm like, have, is it, has no one ever seen a Disney movie before? Or have you not seen the original Return? <laughs> yeah. Like- Wizard of Oz, that's, yeah. I mean, there's flying monkeys, there's witches, mm-hmm. people's houses kill people, like, lady fucking it's kind melts. Of, a lady melts, people get high off of opium in a poppy field, like, yes. I mean, yep. it's kind yeah. of scary, yeah. it's there's, just not as scary, like, there's little, hey, there's little orange people, it's fucking terrifying. Yes. <laughs> no, that's the wrong movie, Dan. <laughs> oh, no, I'm sorry, I'm just, <laughs> just kidding, I don't carry on uh so this is the uh film debut of feruza bulk who plays dorothy gale uh she she did a lot of t- she did some tv beforehand but this was her first film of course she is most famous for the craft and the water boy uh i just love i always love the gif that you see of her is like do you want me to kill someone <laughs> the one which told up the side that's all I, that's, mm-hmm. I remember her the most uh and the craft she's psychotic in that movie and it's great um, so good though. So good. We have Nicole, I think that's how you pronounce his name, Williamson, who we've talked about on this show before when we talked about Spawn because he played Castiglia or whatever the fuck is that? Uh, Cogliostro. God dang Cogliostroso it. or something. Yes. It's pretty close. I, had, he played, I said it. Cogliostro. <laughs> yes. He played uh, Dr. Worley and the Gnome King. A thing, one thing I do, I'm actually, well, actually, I love a lot of things about this movie, but. One of the cool things that they did with this movie that they did with the original is that they have uh, characters in the real world also playing counter, having counterparts in Oz as the original did. So, of course, like yeah. in the original, you had the cranky neighbor who ends up turning into the Wicked Witch of the West. You had uh, they were just the character, like different characters would show up in the real world and in Oz, which I thought was a really cool touch that they kept it in this one to kind of mm-hmm. give that connection to it. Um. So the fact that this was owned by Disney now, uh, the Ruby Slippers were not part of the books. They were actually created for the the original 39 film, but because they were owned by MGM, Disney had to pay a pretty hefty fee to obtain the rights and to be able to use the Ruby Slippers in this movie. And to be honest, 
it's one of those things where like the Ruby slippers were fine being in this movie, but I don't think they were really necessary. They think they could have, they could have written them out and it would have been fine. The Ruby slippers are kind of one of the, it's kind of a magic lamp, which I don't remember. Weren't the Ruby slippers in the original only just to get her home They're And they're silver in the book. They made right. them Ruby in the movie because of the change in the color and that being like a big right. thing in 1939. Yeah. And yeah, it really is the reason that she can go home is to click right. her, to click her heels and to send her back to Kansas. But um, I feel like, you know, anyone could have sent her home. I mean, they're all magical yeah. creatures. I don't know why <laughs> the shoes are necessary, but yeah. <laughs> they, they figure a way around it later, but when... yeah. Yeah. Uh, we have Jean Marsh as Nurse Wilson and Mombi. We also have Sophie Ward and Fiona Victor who play Mombi 2 and Mombi 3, which is pretty much when she <laughs> changes her heads out. Yeah. <laughs> we have Piper Laurie <laughs> as Aunt M. She, this is the second time we're talking about Piper Laurie on the show because we talked about her in The Faculty. Yep. We she's also, yes. yeah, she's also uh, Carrie's mother in Stephen King's Carrie. Uh, Told you. Great one of my favorite performances of all time uh, you missed uh dan's comment I, or I? I i found it more funny than they it should have been i was kind of mumbled under my voice so people wouldn't hear it halfway <laughs> carry on go ahead we have matt clark as uncle henry we have emma ridley as the i just called her the girl in that window <laughs> she's always yeah. peeking through a window hello and she was also Prism princess ozma we have just in case as the scarecrow we had Pons Mar as the lead wheeler. What a name. <laughs> we have Bruce Boa as policeman. Policeman? Was there where was the policeman in this movie? That's a weird. It was at the right end. There. Yeah, and probably at the end. It was at the end after the Thank, incident. Thanks, Wikipedia credits. And those, those <laughs> like, police officers. Right. Okay. So what and like the cowardly lions credited? What do you even like say like two fucking words I don't in think this whole says movie? A word. No. no, but his Burr. eyeballs. <laughs> eyeballs are stuck so i mean there's a lot of really cool uh performances in this movie so we have we got we got a shout out toto's performer tansy the little doggy um the voice cast for this we had denise Breyer as belina the chicken we have sean barrett as tiktok we have brian henson as jack Pumpkinhead, uh the son of yeah. legendary jim henson Yay. we have lyle conway as the gump Pons Mar is also the voice of the Gnome Messenger. So he was the lead wheeler and the Gnome Messenger. That's pretty cool. Oh, the rock. The rock face. The rock face, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, like the, the they're called gnomes, but they just like take the G out and then people won't get confused that you're still calling them <laughs> gnomes. Like, they're <laughs> not gnomes. That could have different iterations. I always think of David the gnome. I'm sorry. That's just my... Me gnome. too. I know. See? I love David the gnome. <sighs> Such a classic. Uh, and we have Beatrice Merch as the voice of Pr Princess Ozma. She wasn't credited, but I guess they had to do... Because of the her accent, the uh, Emma Ridley's accent, they had to do ADR for her voice so she didn't sound too British or wherever she's from. Does it matter? Is Oz just Amer like English American <laughs> yeah. accents? Like, is that I don't know. Oh. Her voice is kind of adult sounding when she talks. Like, it sounds like an older person. Yeah. Oh yeah. Say that. Oh yeah. It, it, to be honest, it's and they kind of make it so low. It's really hard to understand what she's saying. You're like, yes. She, she whispering? What is going on? Mm -hmm. 
I was thinking like low, like like octave, like I lost, but how are you? Like, well, excuse me. Uh, but and then we have our puppeteers. Uh, I, the ones I really wanted to point out, of course, uh, Brian Henson was also the head operator for Jack Pumpkinhead, uh, and Stuart Larange was uh, the body performer. But the one I really noticed was a Stephen Norrington was a puppeteer for the Gump. Do you remember that name, Dan? Because we've talked about this guy twice on the show because he became a director. Sounds familiar. He is the director of Blade and the the League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. Okay, that's fair. Uh, yeah. That's fair. I like oh. it. I dig it. Yeah. I'm sorry. And, and Harb and he did he did design sculpture work for um, Harbinger Down. Oh, that's right. And Wait. Alien Three. Oh, oh damn. Yeah. I don't even think Ooh. we talked about him in those episodes, but that's cool. Uh, and also another name that I recognized was Deep Roy who was the puppeteer for the Tin Man. So he he played the, he was the Oompa Loompa in Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, the mm-hmm. terrifying version. He was the yes. many, many Oompa Loompas in that. So uh, there you go. I'm surprised he's in a few deep. Tim Burton movies. Oh, yeah. yeah, it is deep. Yeah, okay, I get it. That guy. I just can't get over Justin Case. Just Well, look, we have Justin Case and Deep Roy. That had to be like, a, never mind. I'm not doing it right now. Just Just go ahead. Wait, where do you see that? It's a scarecrow. Yeah, a scarecrow. Oh, I'm on IMDb. I already said his name too. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, I think it's. Are you guys ready? Two. Right, Dan. You gonna join in? Oh, Go ahead. yes. Yeah. Ready to dissect, dissect that, that film. film. Oh my god, we're so <laughs> off. We're gonna get it down. Don't worry. We got a whole season to do this. This it's a It'll new thing, Allie. Right. We're you know we're trying new things here. We're only two oh, episodes into the season. My we're, favorite part. Uh, this is what we do. Things. We're only like a hundred and hundred and forty episodes into the show. We still don't know how to do it. Um, <laughs> uh, we're starting over. I love excluding our guests. <laughs> starting over. Get out of here, other episodes. <laughs> These will be just as bad. Uh, <laughs> so the movie opens to Dorothy going through some PTSD, I guess, uh, from her prior adventure into Oz or she's just sad that no one believes her that Oz is a thing. You have Auntie M who is constantly just being like, no, shut up. It doesn't exist. Go away. Go do something. Go back to bed, you damn kid. <laughs> Times are tough. <laughs> DM, so I love the the whole thing where you meet the chicken uh, and Belina. And mm-hmm. I love it's like you gotta lay an egg or Auntie Anne's gonna cook you. And I feel some people are probably like, well, that's harsh. I'd be like, no, that's farm life. If a chicken doesn't lay eggs, it becomes food. <laughs> I'd, I'd eat it. Sorry, they can't produce Vera. food. They're gonna be food. Yeah. So she she finds a key that has the outline of the word Oz, and so she gets really excited and she wants to show Auntie M. And so she brings it over, and of course, Auntie M just literally like pushes her away. She's like, go find something useful to do, girl. I can't wait to shock the shit out of you later. <laughs> <laughs> well, she's also and, pissed that Uncle Henry is um, a lazy POS. Oh, yeah. Milking, she is, his, milking his broken leg. Yeah, she is stressed to the bone right now. She is doing all <laughs> the work. Like, I understand, like, being stressed out in that case. And it's like, but it's like, this girl's like 10 years old. And she went through a traumatic experience alongside you going through the you know, a tornado literally destroyed your home. But yeah, they're rebuilding their house because the tornado from the original movie happened six months before this uh, film takes place. Mm-hmm. So Auntie M brings her to a doctor 
and the dot and I love the uh, whole story behind the Tin Man that Dorothy tells him about how the the Tin Man's the axe got enchanted, sh- yeah, yeah, enchanted his axe to the point where he chopped off his own limbs. I'm like, damn, I don't remember yeah. that from the original. It's, I mean, it's not, it's in the book. <laughs> yeah, all right. I'm yeah. not surprised. <laughs> yeah. But Children's when I heard that, I was like, oh, holy <laughs> shit, that was intense. But then it just gets darker. Mm-hmm. Um, he shows her the machine that has the face uh, to kind of put her at ease, I guess, even though she has no idea what's going on. Antiam leaves her there. She, um, this is where you see the girl in the window for the first time. Who's that girl in the window? <laughs> <laughs> She's like, you got to get out. It's a fucking trap. Like, hi, girl in the window. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, this, but then she comes into her room with the jack-o'-lantern head, right? It gives yeah. it to her. Yeah, then... I always thought that, like, the the machine was supposed to kind of be like TikTok. The pumpkin mm-hmm. is obviously like the pump, jack pumpkin head. And then, like, you know, the orderlies or the wheelers, like, like you said, how everyone kind of corresponds to something yep. in the speak. real world and Oz. Um. I don't know if there's really a gump, but um, <laughs> probably everything always kind of matches up. And obviously the, the other little girl is is Ozma. So, yep. yeah. Yeah. You find out that she's going to be getting some shock therapy. She gets like tied to the um, tied to the table, to the gurney, brought down to the um, the room where the machine is. And right as she's about to get shocked, the power goes out. So everybody's scrambling to figure out what's going on. And then the mystery girl, I mean, we know who she is, but at this moment, you don't. So she is just the girl in the window, rescues her, and they run out into the storm and then fall into the river. Run, Dorothy! Just, like, tosses the chair (laughs) into the window. Yeah. That's, like, the door's right there. Just Did we need to do that? No. Do you think this should be kept locked? Never! Just walked. (laughs) (laughs) One of the creepiest parts about this scene, though, is like when she, when the power goes out and she's still strapped to the bed, you can hear all the screaming from all the other mm-hmm. patients. I'm like, what is this? This is for children? <laughs> like, yeah. we're starting off strong here. Dude, like, I, I'm going to just random thing. I'm watching this movie and I know it's not like one to one here, but I'm watching Dr. Was Worley, I think is his name. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And like, yeah. I'm looking at him and his like magnificent beard. And I'm just like, Parker? <laughs> I just got to put on those round spectacles and yeah, like you know, like just world. just when he's sitting here talking, I'm just like, should I be here like, for Halloween so dude, no you, one knows you who can, I am? I just look like off. a doctor. Like I'm like, Doctor Whirly from Return to Oz. You don't know yeah. who I am, and yeah. like, I'm a late I'm a late 19th century doctor. Where does he it's live? Fine. I don't want to go over there. <laughs> <laughs> Allow me to electroshock your child. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god! Yeah, the funniest thing though that I noticed with the so in most movies when they do electric shock therapy, they put the thing on the temples. Why do they put it on her like their headphones? Like is the current just gonna go through her ears? I guess. Oh my god! It seems dark. I, I do mean, electricity like, was like just new too. So right. Yeah, like, like I like I was just kind of doc, the doctor's just over there like hmm, uh, I, I think it might be set. Um, yeah. Let's pray. Go out, everybody. Does that red light mean anything? Ah, fuck it. I just like it was like, <laughs> uh, was it? Is it Mrs. Wilson, the 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 woman, the one, uh, the, the nurse one who turns into nurse Mom Wilson? B. Yeah, mm-hmm. she's just like, are you ready? And she's like, yeah. What what am I gonna do? I just want this girl to get shocked. She's like yeah. ready for it. 
wearing that like Victorian. I love her dress. Oh so, my gosh. From what I've read, it's the same outfit that the Wicked Witch of the West wears. <sighs> See, I called her dress. That's what I called. I'm like, she's so, so Wicked Witch yeah. of the West. It's what was the Yeah. yeah. She also played um, Queen Bathmora in uh, Willow. Oh, I, yeah, shit. I, I don't even yeah. remember the last time I saw that movie. Yeah, she's Queen Bathmora. So I, uh, she always plays really scary bitches. Like, she's, like, she's, got the, she's got the look. I mean, it's not, to be, it's not to like offend, but people no. just have some people just have the look to play yeah. evil characters where like if you see them playing someone good, you're like, yeah, it just doesn't feel right. You mm-hmm. have to be evil. Sorry to be tight, like you got to be typecasted, but you just got to take it and run, you know. It's like what's what's the what's the like requirement going in? It's like needs to look like you have the largest stick up your ass because like that's what she looks like <laughs> the whole fucking movie. But I mean, it it, it it works. Like I'm not yeah. shitting on her, you know. But <laughs> so yeah, so they run out of the run out of the institute there, and uh, they fall into the river, and you think that. The girl in the window just fucking drowns. She's like, oh no. And Dorothy floats away in a crib. Like a crate. Yeah. It's weird. Yeah. I don't know. And Nurse Wilson falls in too. And is she upset to the fact that she's got to explain to these kids' parents that their kids died? Or Probably. That she just really wants to shock them. I don't know. Maybe both. Like, we'll oh, this is such an inconvenience. So Dorothy wakes up, and things are looking a little different here. Uh, and she wakes up, and Belina's there somehow, and she can talk. And Dorothy uh-huh. does not, is not faced at all by this because she's like, "Well, I've been here once, and I've seen talking lions." So, okay, cool. Now I can talk to Belina. I love all the portrait backgrounds, though. All the landscape, yes, like it, beautiful paint work, painting work is just so good. So. But she's questioning, is she back in Oz? And then mm-hmm. she realizes she is in the, what is it? The the, the deadly, deadly sand, desert. The deadly desert. The deadly and desert. She, she knows exactly what to do. Do not touch mm-hmm. the sand or you will turn into sand. So she has to hop the rocks as she, and I would have been scared out of my mind. It's just like, when you remember when you were a kid and you're hopping rocks over like the stream and you accidentally slip mm-hmm. and fall into the stream like a jackass? Yeah. That'd be me. Done fall that. into the sand, turn into the sand. And oh, wait, this is when I we s- oh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah. one finger touches. <laughs> it's like, oh no. This is when we see the faces though on the rocks. And I was like, oh, I love that effect. It's so good. What year did this mm-hmm. come out? 1985. This is insanely good for 1985. Yes. The effects works are amazing. I love the expressions of the rock, specifically yes. when the messenger gnome goes and talks to the gnome king. I mm-hmm. love his ex- expressions. It's my favorite. It's like Very my favorite sequence. Angry to happy to like upset almost. Yes. Yeah, you just can like just the physically movements. see the yeah. yeah. He gets like scared and it like shakes kind of. Yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So she goes and finds a tree that has lunch pails hanging from it because Oz is weird. It has it might be my favorite part of the entire movie is the lunch pail tree. If this movie was made <laughs> nowadays, it would just be a tree of lunchables. Like oh, lunchables. yes. Oh, I also just, okay, the where's people. that tree? <laughs> yeah. right. I just love how Belina's like, make sure you pick a ripe one. How the fuck do you know which one is ripe and which one is not? Is it more and red? Also, oh. 
What's in a non-ripe one? <laughs> it's like rotten Like a half-made food? sandwich? Like, I don't understand. Just bread. I'm ham. just concerned just like what's in all of them. It's just a ham seed. She, yeah. pulls out a ham. Ham. she pulls out a ham sandwich. And I also love how, like, it comes with a napkin. Yeah. You know, it's yeah. a very yes. well-prepared lunch pail. Yeah. But I just want to know, like, what's in a non-ripe lunch pail from the lunch pail tree? Like, just, like, just know. a piece of bread. No, another no insides. Like, another thing we'll sense. never know. <laughs> or it's just so many questions. Versions. It's smaller versions. Smaller it versions. Won't okay. It won't taste right because it's not ripe. It'll be like bitter or something. Okay. She okay. opens it up and it's like the size of her palm. I'm like, what kind of sandwich is that? Like, is there anything yeah. in this or cheese its or some shit? Like, what and it's hell? wrapped in like wax paper. It's very yeah. well made. Like, yeah. I just love it so much. That tree is working really hard to produce these. Things. Very hard. Because in the first, wow. in the original Richard of Oz, you just get those nasty trees that come to life and chuck apples at you. Yeah. And in this one, you get a tree that gives you lunch. Like, it's great. It's a great well, I mean, tree. it's still, this, the other trees are still giving you lunch. It's just, you just have to dodge it. Form <laughs> yeah, but they're trying lunch. to kill you with it. You, you got to catch them like a shortstop. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so. The no messenger sees that there's a chicken, so he has to warn the boss. Dorothy Gale's here, and she has a chicken. He's like, chicken? What the fuck? A chicken. <laughs> Secretly in cahoots with Chick-fil-A or something. Like, uh. So Dorothy finds her old house that blew uh, to Oz in the original. And, of course, she's like pointing out things. She's like, oh, well, this is where the witch was dead. And I'm like, where's... Oh yeah, the witch just disappears right in the original mm -hmm. when she her, dies. Her legs fold right. up under the building, don't they? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I, I, I was hoping I'd see like a skeleton, like some skeletons, like some fucking bones. <laughs> it's like the but there's just socks with bones coming out of it because the slippers <laughs> yes. are gonna. Her feet so just great. roll up like the the little um. The party. Oh, like the, yeah, the party, party favors. Yeah. yeah, they just roll up. Or like fruit that. by the foot. Just yeah. Reverse. <laughs> Yeah. That would have been great. I mean, this movie's already like dark. It's like a little tour guide. It's like a little <laughs> tour guide to Bowling it Barbie. Yeah. Yep. So they also see the yellow brick road. It's all torn up. There's no munchkins um, because there's no Dunkin' Donuts there. I'm sorry. Oh! Bad joke. Um, oh. No, there's no, just I nobody. That's why, that's why there is no munchkins because that's where they get the munchkins from. Dunkin' Donuts harvested them to extinction. Oh, no. no. <laughs> oh, no. Damn. Uh, so yeah, this is when you hear Mombi for the first time because the gnome messenger talks to the gnome king and he's like, don't worry, she's not going to get past Mombi. It's going to be fine. Mombi number five. Mombi number five. Mombi number five. I said that's what I said to her earlier. It was stupid. I'm sorry. <laughs> I also love how quick, quickly she runs to the Emerald City. I'm like, in the first movie, it took her days to get to the fucking <laughs> Emerald City. And in this movie, she runs there in like 10 minutes. It's really quick. And she's running over ground that's not level. And she's having no, no problem. I would have face-planted. Oh, yeah. I would have tripped over all those upturned bricks. Oh, yeah. Like, absolutely. Belina's just trailing behind her. And she runs to the Emerald City in like 10 yeah. seconds. It, it, the the yellow brick road looks like we got they have a graboid problem in Oz because it's like all torn up it's like mounds I'm like I'm waiting for Bert Cummer to come around a corner like I don't worry I got him <laughs> fucking Reba's there too yes. Bert they're under the ground <laughs> they're under the ground 
Oh Dude, God, listen, I really want to talk about Trevor. So. Listen. I know this takes place before World War II, but there's no way this didn't inspire the Blitz because this dude took this place out in six months. Like, he mm-hmm. just yeah. devastated this place. Yeah, I mean, there's buildings that are, like, half destroyed, and it's like it's not the fact that the, everybody's gone. He destroyed this place. Yeah, yeah. He took all the emeralds. Yep. Yeah, and it looks like he showered them in rocks. I don't know. Yeah. It's a lot of damage. So... Yeah, the Emerald City is in shambles. Uh, Medusa, I think, lives here, too, because uh, everybody's turned to stone. Mm-hmm. You have statues with heads missing, and you're like, that's going to probably lead to something, right? Oh, yeah. And, I, dude, Belin, uh, Belina is full of just one-liners all day. Mm-hmm. Belina, <laughs> the gump, they're just, they're just one-liners. One of them is like, all this way to see a bunch of stiffs. Yes. That's <laughs> great. Great line. And this is where you see the sign, or the, it looks like it's spray painted, that just says, beware the wheelers. And you're like, oh, boy, I remember these little, these fuckers. What's a wheeler? Yep. I just do. And... When this wheeler thing came up, it may have been just me. I was thinking of Joey Wheeler from Yu-Gi-Oh! Or Wheeler from <laughs> Captain Planet. And I'm like, what in the fuck is going on in this world? <laughs> I just oh, want to know how they got around. I would have... I I would have lost. They're they're all on all four wheels. I would have yeah. like they would have all gone. In it, it's one of those separate it's one directions. Of those they're so I want to know for one. They planned on killing Dorothy. How is that going to happen? Are they just stomping her with their wheels? And two, if Mombi, like let's say Mombi wants them captured, how do they carry them? Do they just toss them on their backs and wheel them around like a horse? Like. I don't know. I want to know like the actual function of the wheeler and how they do things because when when we did the movie, Matt's biggest question was how do they wipe (laughs) after they go to the bathroom? Just rub their ass in the grass, dude. They just don't go to the bathroom. They probably don't go to the bathroom like normal people. It's like South Park that episode they poop out their mouths. That's that's how it's going. Oh, I think he said that in our episode. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, that's how it worked. Or they're like horses where they don't have to wipe. They just shit and keep going. Yeah, they look back. I mean, there's no way they're they're, they're getting lit. those elaborate outfits off to go to the bathroom anyway. Those like No, friggin- under the flap it's just their ass cheeks. There's, there's yeah. No, yeah. There's no there's no it's not pants. It's just no. legs, a flap, and then they just Yeah. Yeah. Pick that thing all up right there. They go. Flash and cheeks. Which and must, like smell real bad. Oh like, yeah. Oh, probably. horrible. Horrible smells. <laughs> what was that laugh? I asked myself. I'm trying to recreate that as much as possible. I don't think I've ever laughed like that in my life. Oh, that was new. <laughs> what is that? This is my new laugh for 2024. New Year, new laugh. We have a spanking new podcast for your ear holes called Doom Generation. Available on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Later, Doomers. So this is when you see the Tin Man, the Lion. They're all turned to stone. Um, the Wheelers show up, and this is like when you first see the Wheelers, they're terrifying. They got the yeah, creepy laugh. Down. Yeah, they got the, the masks that are really yeah. creepy. And then for the rest of the movie, the Wheelers are just funny. They're just goofy. Yeah. <laughs> like they're only scary in that scene. And then yeah, that's it. You're kind of over. You're like, oh, okay, it's not that. Talk. They yeah. just sound like meth heads, basically. Yeah, kind of. Like, <laughs> yeah, like they're like the meth heads of Oz, basically. That's and literally their like, laugh. Yeah. The gnome king. Just... Yeah. Go ahead. Go ahead. Don't go ahead. That, yeah, that's what he. Like, 
they sold all the emeralds to the gnome king in in payment for meth and they're just running around oz just like all cracked out basically like i figured he's, he's either paying him in meth or just like they're just in, inhaling spray cans like yeah they spray paint their hair which is crazy colors it looks spray painted and then they're huffing like and just yeah. wheel it all yeah, around oz they're like uh the guys from mad max Fury road where they have like, yeah a spray that gray yeah silver spray they're like <laughs> wild it out baby they made a special meth tree that they play but don't grow don't pick it till it's ripe they remind me of roller derby though Mm -hmm. like oh yeah like the costumes that that they not the real roller derby but all the movies you've seen where they wear the elaborate where they (laughs) wear the elaborate costumes I'm like, oh, it's roller derby all over. No, oh, but after a while, when you're hearing their laughs, it's like it just sounds like a room full of crusty the clouds. Like, yeah, you're like Jesus Christ. Christ. It's yeah. like that episode where sent where Homer goes to the clown goes to clown college. <laughs> yeah. And I think they're all like, um, I think they're all like contortionists or like circus oh, performers, yeah. kind of like they're all the those are their like were real jobs in real life. Like they weren't actors; they were like. I don't want to say circus performers, but I'm going to say it. Or like carnival people. <laughs> I, I mean, they're very talented. Yes. So uh, Pons Mar, who is the lead wheeler and also the voice of the gnome messenger, he was uh, the voice and body model for the Noid in the Domino's pizza commercials of the 1980s. The and the Noid, he ruins pizzas. He was also a performer for the television series Dinosaurs, and he was in Theodore Rex in 1995. It's just getting worse. He was also in Masters (laughs) of the Universe in 1987. He was in The Blob from 1988 as the theater manager. Figured I'd mention that one. He was uh, a lead puppeteer on Monkey Bone from 2001. And then he came back and did like a, they did a documentary on the making of this movie where they kind of got a bunch of the cast members back together to kind of reminisce about the whole thing called Remembering Return of Oz, which I didn't get to catch before this episode, but I do kind of want to check that out. But yeah, I figured that was pretty cool that he was the original Noid uh, for Domino's. Because remember when they brought the Noid back last year for about two seconds and then he kind of just disappeared again because they just want to talk about how all their cars are like, Oh, we're gonna have self-driving cars for Domino's Pizza. I was like, I don't give a shit, man. I don't want to call the Noid. If somebody drives in my house or me, I want it to be just a drunk idiot, so I can blame them, not the fucking car. <laughs> the car got lost. Sorry, the Google Maps was not working right. It just went around in circles. <laughs> there are so many signs in our town that says GPS wrong. I just want my cheap, <laughs> shitty pizza, please. So, so I could see, I could see that happening. It would end up in a pond somewhere. Oh. So this is so Dorothy has to escape the wheelers, and she finds a door that the key that she found earlier fits the keyhole. So she is able to escape. Uh, she hears about the gnome king because the wheelers are like, "If <laughs> we're gonna get you, we're gonna tear you to pieces." And I was like. What the how? For one, how? I want to see how the process of you tearing her apart with your wheelie hands. <laughs> well, maybe they slot out, like you said. If he's the noid, maybe he has pizza cutters. Yeah. Like he can like different swap attachments. In. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> I don't just like he's like, he's like uh he's like he's like Captain Hook in Hook. Yeah. You know how exactly. he had all the different all the different yeah, exactly. hooks? Yeah, it's okay. 
I see. I just assume I just assume their wheels are like what's his face's hat. He throws Odd it. job? Yeah, and oh, he has maybe. the oh. <laughs> he can just look. Yeah. It's just there. So you hear about the Gnome King. You're like, who's the Gnome King? Don't worry. He's just the, the king of the, the king of the castle here. <laughs> it's okay. He spells and, his uh, name wrong. He can't be that intimidating. Also, no chickens allowed. Oh, what an asshole. Fucking chickens are awesome. So in this room, they find a mechanical man. He is uh the arm he's like part of the army of Oz. Mm-hmm. And he is one of the most idiotically designed thing I've ever seen where it's like, hey, you know, when we're designing a robot that's going to defend our city, let's have three different things that you have to wind up for different parts of him. So he has his smarts lever, he has his action lever, and then he has, I don't remember the third one, but... Voice. 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 Why? Why isn't it just one thing? It's, it's 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 actually smart design if you think about it because oh, it's damn. to prevent the advent of artificial intelligence because it cannot operate without humans to operate for it Ooh. so it needs to have something to crank it up why do you got to make it make sense dan Damn it. no also, i just it, it looks just hit me now no i, no, I, I listen, all the all listen i'm just gonna spoil it for everybody all the new characters are literally just updated versions of exist of like the trio from the original Mm-hmm. But there's a difference. I like these characters more. Yes, I do too. I do too. I would rather hang out with TikTok, Pumpkinhead, and Belina in the Gump over oh, the yeah. coward, the cowardly lion. I would. I, uh, every time I watch the original Wizard of Oz, I just want to backhand the cowardly lion. Shut. I up. feel that way about the Tin Man. I always hated the Tin Man. I was <sighs> like, "Stop crying. Why are you the, so emotional?" Yeah, yeah. I, I have a, wish, you don't I have, have a, a heart. You shouldn't be emotional. I was You're way the too crying in high school. <laughs> my only my biggest my biggest air issue with the new trio of characters is that it's not a seven hump gump, but it's fine. Aww. It's a mix of Dr. Seuss in here. <laughs> That's what I was quoting. I was quoting it. It's I think it's Wump. I don't think it's yeah. Gump. It's, no, a it's Wump. Yeah, I think it's yeah. a Wump. But his name no. is Mr. Gump. Mr. It is Gump Mr. Gump. Yeah. Yes, that's what yeah, it is. He does. He's got yeah. the seven hump wump. That cocksucker. Well, yeah. <laughs> since we're since we're talking about the gump, he just reminds me of Eeyore. From Winnie the Pooh. He is straight up Eeyore with antlers. <laughs> Dude, if this was made nowadays, Seth Rogen would do his voice. Yeah. Oh, 100%. And I would hate every second of it. And I don't hate <laughs> Seth Rogen. I just hate the fact that he would be the voice. Oh, he would. I said, I always say if they did TikTok, it would be um, just the app. It, it would be uh, Nick, <laughs> it would be Nick Offerman. Because I, yes. I just think of Ron Swanson when I look at TikTok. I'm like, he's a mix of like Teddy Roosevelt and like Ron Swanson. He's like, the, like you said, the most inept army of Oz because he literally moves like this yeah. and he goes at like a half a mile an hour. He's like the slowest, heaviest. All they have to do is roll him into water and they'd be, you know, he'd be fucked. So, yeah. <laughs> but I, I will say TikTok was actually my like. I mean, outside of the wheelers are, are neat, but like was my mm-hmm. thing, like these guys are dedicated to this because I like the way he looks and just moves and shit is just fucking amazing. Yeah. They could have easily <laughs> copped this out. Like, no, no, he needs to move like he's clockwork and awkward. And like, yeah. I knew they were on to something at this point. I mean, the crazy thing was, is that um, there was two performers for TikTok and they, the performer for TikTok had to be upside down. Yeah. So, so the legs were operated by the, the the arms, and you had another performer doing the head. 
in arms. It was, so it's weird. a weird, I could only imagine that performers, like how long are these, these takes? Because they've got to be quick. Cause they're yeah. coming out of there. Like, woo. Sorry. The blood all just rushed to my head. Cause I had to be upside down. Well, yeah, luckily he doesn't move that. He doesn't walk no, that much no. in the movie, so hopefully there's a lot of quick, quick cutaways from the show. Yeah, yeah. Well, IMDb credits, uh, I guess, one of the guys that did TikTok, Tim Rose, Admiral Akbar. So. That's right. Yes, I did see that. Yep, yep. Um, so you also find out was this, so Scarecrow was the king. Mm-hmm. That's right because. Why? Because Ozma was left. Yeah. Why? When the wizard left. <laughs> Why? Why was he the one to step in in the power vacuum? It's like, it's my fucking turn now. I've got the brains. I, I feel like it's probably because Oz didn't really feel threatened in any way. They didn't think that the things that were going to happen were going to happen. They're like, yeah, there's no, it's like the Gnome King just shows up or. <laughs> like, I just, I just assumed yeah. that he's like, he like, he's like, all right, Scarecrow, you can be king for the day and he just never left the position <laughs> just going around doing this all the time yeah. <laughs> he's mostly harmless did, did i tell you that my sister got me a, a t-shirt or a, a shirt when i was little that had scarecrow on it and it said if i only had a brain she's like here this is for you but Aww. she's the one that actually needed it more i was like knowing your sister <laughs> she'll never listen to this no, and if she, she does i still love you <laughs> so this is when they go outside and uh TikTok beats the shit out of a wheeler, like threatens him. Dude, this is why the wheelers aren't scary because he's like, I'll teach you how to properly handle these thoughts. And then like just <laughs> fucking like spins around and just Wheel. takes them all out. Like, okay, yeah. clown shoes. Yeah. And they talk about Mombi and the wheeler gets scared. He's afraid of of going there. He's like, I'm not going there. I'll tell you where it is. I ain't going there. And he's like, All right, and just lets him go. So they go to Princess Mombi's castle or the house of nightmares. <laughs> and mirrors. Mirrors. <laughs> oh, mirrors and just it's it's just nightmares. This is this is fingerprints everywhere. Everywhere. And of course she's sitting there playing her mandolin, you know, all nice and sweet. And Dorothy introduces herself and she doesn't know who she is. And I so here's my thing. So you find out that she has this hall of heads and she wears whatever head she wants. So when she puts a different head on, does she have that head's personality and memories? Mm-hmm. So she's not yeah. actually Mombi when she has so somebody she, else's head on. Yeah, so I think a little bit I can't remember when it said but I think Jack Pumpkinhead says it at some point. Um, I was made, he says I was made by, she was wearing head number seven when she said, when she threatened to kill me and she must not have put it on recently because she can't remember I'm up here. So right. the memories carry into the, like the heads retain the, the, the memories basically. Right. There, there yeah. seems to be some core memory in the body, but like you said, I think it varies. She's like a, she's a Dolahan. If you're familiar with that creature, the headless, kind of like the headless horseman, like yeah. they carry okay. the head and can detach. Yeah, so it's kind of yeah. interesting. Yeah, and it, it just becomes more and more nightmare fuel as she brings her to the hall of heads, and she changes the head out 
She puts one back, she takes her head off, puts it down, and then grabs another one. And instead of putting it immediately on, she holds it at her side. And I'm like, what? In- what is this? Yeah, yeah. And yeah. then she puts it on, and then she's like, oh, well, you're you're attractive. That's what she says to this little girl. She's like, you're attractive, but you got some years left before I decide to take your head. So I think I'm just going to lock you in this tower until you're ready, and then mm-hmm. I'm going to take it. So that's when she gets thrown in the room where she finds uh, Jack Pumpkinhead, who, mm-hmm. if we, I don't think we mentioned the fact that Tim Burton stated that this was the inspiration for Jack Skellington. Yes. Uh, Tim Burton was, <laughs> because Tim Burton was working for Disney at the time this was being made. So, yeah. Because um, I made mention a few times. I said, some of these characters just remind me of Nightmare Before Christmas. Yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. yeah, this, this, the first, that first image of the pumpkin, the scarecrow pumpkin from when you watch Nightmare Before Christmas, the one where it spins around during uh, This Is Halloween, it's, it's literally this character. Yeah. Like, it's identical. Yeah. Um, so that's what I yeah. thought when I looked see, at it, too. Yeah. And like Sleepy Hollow, like the opening of Sleepy oh, Hollow. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Like, yep. yeah, you see it like very similar. But like with the heads, like I, I just know, like when I was a kid, it should scare you. Mm-hmm. But me being a psycho, I thought <laughs> it was the coolest thing ever. And I was like, wow, you get to change your look like every day. You get like a new face and a new head for 30, because she has 30 heads or 31 right. heads, something yeah. like that. I'm like, you get to be a different person every day. I thought it was the coolest thing ever. <laughs> I think it's one of those things where I think when I watched this as a kid, it probably didn't bother me because I was watching movies that were way above my age, you know? Yeah. <laughs> like, I probably had, by the, when I was seeing this, I probably had already seen, like, Silence of the Lambs or, you know, movies that were, you know, to, to find a dude's head in a jar in a, in a, a parking garage. Like, yeah. like <laughs> it's all good. so it probably didn't bother me. But, like, watching it as an adult, I don't think it was the fact of it was, like, it bothered me it was the fact of like this was a kids movie this is crazy mm-hmm. to think about it's pg yeah but so is jaws so yes it is who are we to judge right <laughs> so yeah she finds jack Pumpkinhead. he calls her mom a bunch of times it's kind of weird but i guess it's for a reason because she he's trying he doesn't know who his mom he knows who his mom is and I think the reason he does it is because they're both children, I guess. They both well, yeah, he says he hasn't alike. been alive very long, so yeah. he's, he would have the mentality of a child in theory. So. Yeah, and as Ali stated, he mentions the fact that, you know, she had a different, you know, Mombi had a different head on when he locked her up, or she locked him up there, so she probably doesn't remember he's there. And that's when he tells her about the, was it the powder of life? Powder of life. And the fact that it's in cabinet 31, which is also where her original head is. And mm. so she's like, okay, well, I'm going to go steal that. And then we're going to make a, so you're going to be up here. You're going to make an escape. Like you're going to build something so we can escape because what, what is about to happen should be in a horror film. Yes. Holy shit. Is yeah. this, this is insane. So she goes this downstairs. Is scary. It's, it's still scary. <laughs> terrifying. To just the imagery. It's great. I loved it. I loved every bit of the scene, but I'm just like there are kids who probably would see this and have nightmares. No joke. No, oh, yeah, so she, absolutely. <clears throat> so she goes downstairs back to the Hall of Heads and she finds door 31. Of course, all the heads are sleeping too, which is even creepier. 
Yeah. And yeah. she opens it up, and that's when she notices the head, and it looks like Nurse Wilson. Yeah. And she's like, oh. And as she goes to reach for the powder of life, she knocks something over, waking the head up, and that's when you get the Dorothy Gale. And you're like, oh, no. And then they all start saying her name. And then the headless corpse in the bed wakes up. <laughs> I'm like, wow, this is insane. And she, yeah, she's like wobbling around and she escapes and goes upstairs. And this is when, oh, and even the fact when she goes over to the cabinet where her head is and she just grabs it by the hair and yanks it out. <laughs> and is just carrying it and you can hear her yelling downstairs. She's got to go get her can, uh, her her can of cocaine. Yeah. yeah. Her powder like life. Did you, did you notice like her head for 31 is just like tossed in there? Yeah. It's not properly because displayed like the rest of it. It's because it's it's it, it my guess is because she doesn't want to be that person. Like she no, doesn't want to be vain, obviously. Yeah, she, yeah, of course she has the hall of 31 heads. You I don't know, know why the the original head has fabulous like seventies disco hair and makeup yeah. and like I mean the other ones not as the hair is not as good but I feel like I remember again because our version was taped off television that they removed some of like I definitely remember her waking up in the bed and like yeah. the 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 headless body waking up but the part where she actually chases her and pulls the head out. They mm-hmm. took that out of the TV version, I guess, I because it was like a little too scary. Honest, yeah. um, because when I rewatch it now, I'm like, this, these, the, her chasing Dorothy without her head on, and then pulling the head out and like carrying it—that is not in like the the TV version that I used to watch as a kid. <laughs> <laughs> it is, yeah, it is something else. Yeah. Um, so she, Dorothy gets upstairs. She uh, sees the whatever contraption they made which is a couch some palm tree leaves and a moose head strapped to the front (laughs) and she just tail (laughs) yeah she just douses this entire thing in this like powdery substance cocaine Uh yeah and i love when she walks in the door she's just like it's not done (laughs) there's a headless woman chasing me Oh yeah, because TikTok went berserk. Yes, because his brain ran down. Yeah, he's like spazzing out. She's got to wind him back (laughs) up again. I'm like, here's the thing: for a wind up, anything, wind it up as much as you possibly can. Mm -hmm. (laughs) It's like those cars, the pullback cars. You you pull them back and you keep until you until until you hear that noise. Yeah, until you hear that noise that it's not supposed to make, and you're like, it's ready. Like when you screw the cap on your gas tank. Yes, yes, you hear keep that. Going. Keep going. Yeah. Keep going until you hear the click. Yeah. <laughs> or if you have like a spring, it's just like, you like yep. hear that spring stretching. You're like, yep, she's tight. <laughs> Nothing, Dan? Nothing? Nope, I'm good. I was, I was waiting for I was waiting for a joke, damn it. Well, uh, that's what she said. That's the way we like it. All the way toy. <laughs> so toy. Uh, <laughs> so the gump finally wakes up and he's like, uh, what? <laughs> <laughs> Excuse me. He's like, "What am I supposed to do here?" And she's like, "Flap, just fly." He's like, "I can't fly." And then, of course, as soon as uh, Mombi busts through the door, he's like, "Oh, okay. I guess I can fly." And th- at first, they go straight towards the ground, but at the last second, they are able to, you know, catch flight and they are off. And I love how Mombi still has to shut the door. 
shut that window. <laughs> just like, yep, yep. Oh, damn it. <laughs> we gotta go warn the the gnome king. Gotta Only wake I up the wheelers. Monkeys. Yeah. So they escape. This is when Mombi talks to what looks like a ghost. You're not really sure who it is, uh, but it's like this really hazy figure that's off in the distance. Kind of looks like it's behind a mirror. So this is when, right. yeah, the uh, Mombi tells the wheelers to chase after him. And so they're chasing uh, the sleigh from below. And that's when they hit the deadly desert and two of them like fall into it and immediately turn to sand. I'm like, holy, it just keeps going. It just Over keeps vision. going. Just That's really cool. They yeah. They fall apart a little bit. Yeah. And they, yeah, they zoom in on like the wheeler's head as it turns to sand like, and it just breaks yeah. in half. So the, um, the sleigh falls apart after Wendy falls asleep. Like Wendy falls. As- I like, I don't know how you can fall asleep when you're, fa- when you're, yeah. When you're flying that high in a makeshift, whatever the hell this is made by a couch, some palm tree leaves and a moose head. <laughs> Let's not forget who assembled this. <laughs> a, a floppy pumpkin head guy. Yeah, who at first guy. was hanging off the back. Like, <laughs> yes. And then a fucking metal man that halfway through it, didn't know what the fuck he was doing. And oh. then a chicken. Yeah. Mm-hmm. A the chicken funniest. But was... <laughs> no, the, the fact that, uh, this, they couldn't they, they couldn't fly high enough and so they're like it's, it's too heavy and it's like TikTok you, you need to go pretty much trying to kick TikTok out of the <laughs> I know like fuck you metal man like you're heavy get out of here his heart is made of metal yes Aww. I have the song in my head now thank you so be there forever Dorothy wakes up and everything's falling apart the sleigh falls apart uh the yeah, everything breaks apart. I love how the couch lands and she lands on the couch. I guess it took like 11 or 12 takes to, to get. They just couldn't get the landing right. Oof-ta. And this is when they meet the Gnome King. Mm-hmm. He's just a rock face on the side of this mountain. The uh, Gnome. Yep. And David? <laughs> is David in there? Don't fuck around, David. I know what you're up to. <laughs> this is when like the, all the, the earth shakes it opens up, she falls in, and she just goes into this weird acid trip of just flying through whatever the hell this is, and she's talking to the Gnome King as she's flying through this, and just asking, like, why did you, you know, destroy the Emerald City? Why did you, t- why did you, uh, you know, take it over? And he's like, well, the people from the Emer- the people from Oz took the emeralds from my mountain, and so I'm just taking them back. And I'm like. Mm-hmm. Okay, probably could have gone about it a different way, but uh, all right. Yeah. Digging holes in my yeah. mountain. Are they digging holes in my mountain? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Nobody's gonna get that fucking joke, and if you do, please comment and tell me you do. That's great. So they all land in this room, and the gnome king is like, "I'll let you go." I'll let you go back. I'll give, you know, I'll, you know, stop doing all this if you can find where the scarecrow is. Because at one point, you actually see the scarecrow for a very, it's like when she lands in that room, you see him for like a split second. And then he disappears. You're like, where did yeah. he go? And 
he pretty much is like, oh yeah, that you, uh, I have an ornament room, and he is has been turned into one. So if you can go in there and figure out which one he is, I'll let you go, and I'll give you a couple guesses to do it. So one by one, each of these of our main group here go in and make their guesses. I love how every time they make a guess, it like rumbles the mountain. Mm-hmm. And then once like their guesses are done, it's like a big boom. And slowly, which I did not realize because I guess I'm an idiot, is that every time one of these characters is fails, he becomes more human. And I mm-hmm. just went, wasn't that just a, a rock? And now he's a dude in a suit like what i'm very confused but then i got it later on yeah the fact it's cool though because it was a cool transition like the rock face and then more of like a human-esque rock and then like a dude wearing a suit i was like i love his voice it's fucking awesome yeah yeah and of course tiktok is the one to go in before dorothy and then the gnome messenger tells the gnome king that he's just standing in the middle of the room he like froze up and so he's like, oh, well, you can go in there and turn them on, you know, but then you might as well stay in there and make your guess. And she's like, all right. So she goes in there, but TikTok did it on purpose. He wanted, he knew that they would send her in there. And his whole plan was, okay, well, you're here. I'm going to make my last guess. I'm going to guess wrong on purpose. And I want you to pay attention so you know who I am. But Gnome King's smarter than that. And when he goes to make his guess and it's wrong, the whole room goes black. And it, when it, the light comes back, she can't, she doesn't know. Mm-mm. So, of course, she is, you know, she's the only one left. And so she's got to make her guesses. But before that, Princess Mombi's on her way with her her coach led by wheelers. She's literally whipping these dudes, and they are the horses <laughs> to her carriage. I'm like, what? Okay. BDSM, bro. <laughs> Wearing her knife, yes, coat, coach oh, with Christ. spears sticking out of it. It's amazing. <laughs> it's amazing. So somebody's, this... somebody's going to lose their eye. I'm just saying. Just yeah. I mean, maybe that's why the wheelers have wheels and not hands and feet, because like she just like cut off their hands and feet with her knife robe that she wears. Mayhap. <laughs> I forgot to mention, though, before Dorothy goes into the ornament room is when you find out that the Gnome King has something. Uh, He has the ruby slippers Uh and he's wearing them. Oh, yeah. (laughs) The funniest thing is when he just peeks them out of his little cloak. He's like, you see what I got? Aren't they nice? (laughs) Yeah, he just pulled up his cloak and like (laughs) wiggles his legs. Yeah, he's he's literally like modeling the the ruby slippers. They look pretty good on me, don't they? And find out, yeah. They they uh, he also mentions the fact that they helped him conquer the Emerald City, so he probably just wished for it to be conquered. Mm -hmm. Um, so yeah, she goes in the room, the whole the whole thing with the ornaments, and she just randomly spins around with her eyes closed, and then lands at a table that has a green has an emerald sitting there, and she's like, well. It, this is it. I'll just make this guess, and she guesses right, and it's the scarecrow. Uh, I do like the design of the scarecrow in this movie. This is the this is the this is the original illustration mm-hmm. from the 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 books. This is how the scarecrow looked. Um, I do like the fact that the 
it has different facial expressions and it's kind of like old it's like uh nightmare before christmas stop motion where there's actually multiple replaceable faces that they would take off for every expression which mm-hmm. is pretty cool I yeah so an oh, opposite opinion because i think all the original characters when they come back except for the tin man which is gets totally fucking stiffed they all look like shit in my opinion <laughs> I, don't, I don't like i don't like the way the scarecrow looks because he looks like from he's in like HR Puffet stuff or Sigmund and the Sea Monsters. I just I don't like it. And then the lion just looks like they fucking somebody did not know taxes or me very well. And it's this goofy ass fucking lion. But that's just me. None of the rest of the characters are fine. The lion was on something. I think it's the fact that they probably couldn't model them after the ones from the original movie oh no I didn't think they had to because you could tell because I'm not like I've seen the original Wizard of Oz but I'm not like you know, hardcore fan of it. I knew this felt like even just watching him, like this has to be based like as a sequel to the book. Like, cause there's yeah. just a bunch of shit that I don't remember from the original movie and even the aesthetic, but no, like I, I but it just did not care for his design compared to yeah, the, the newer characters. Yeah. Cause the, the Tin man, cause like all of them, all the original characters are modeled after their original illustrations, which mm-hmm. is the great tin man is an actual tin man. And the lion in the book was always uh, just a lion. He was just—he just looked like a lion. Um, yeah, like I didn't—I didn't mind the Tin Man. I just think it's got stiff, like because you see him petrified, and then like you don't really see him very much. For the, even at the nope. end, and they don't like, talk either. The Scarecrow's the only one who talks out of the original. Uh, yeah, poor shit. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. so pretty much they figure out that everything that is green is one of their friends. So. They find everybody but TikTok, and they make it out to the final boss battle of the movie, which is the no. Of course, every time uh, Dorothy found a friend, he would resort back to his stone self, and he got really pissed off, locked Mombi in a cage, and then of course, yeah, we get this final boss battle where he becomes this giant, you know, kaiju rock, and they, yeah, he they have a rock. fight. He is a rock, big ass rock. Yeah. He mm-hmm. tries to eat the gump, but the gump gets his the head removed from the couch, and he eats the couch. And then he picks up Pumpkinhead, and I love the the effect of Pumpkinhead, the little like puppet Pumpkinhead hanging over the yes. <laughs> hanging mm-hmm. over him. And the whole time, I forgot to mention, the whole time, Belina is hiding inside Jack's head, and she is scared to the point where she lays an egg into the gnome king's mouth and i love it where all the gnome messengers are just like poison 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 and he just like shocked he's like chicken egg poison yes (laughs) and then slowly just starts breaking apart like pretty much melting it's kind of like a for it's kind of like um a callback to the original you know how they defeat the wicked witch of the west and yeah that was a really cool touch it reminded me of like the melting. It reminded me more of like the melting head thing from uh, Indiana Jones. Yes, mm-hmm. yes. That's what yeah. it was because it's like it's like like you, we talked yeah. about this not being really for kids and like that scene. I was like, it's really kind of graphic, even though it's just stone. The imagery is more frightening, I suppose. Yeah. So yeah, she uh, that she finds all of her friends. She gets the ruby slippers. She wishes uh, for pretty much everything to go back to normal. And they make it back out right outside of the Emerald City. But they're like, oh, no, we never got TikTok. Damn. It's like, well, what about that green thing that's hanging from Gump's head? And she's like, oh, my God. And, of course, it's TikTok. Yeah, the Emerald City is restored. 
everybody is um having a good time their head back yeah everybody gets their head back uh we have a a a new hope style party at the end where everybody's like dancing around having a good time i'm waiting for like chewbacca to come back he still doesn't get his medal (laughs) yep son of a bitch TikTok is buffed and puffed to yes. an inch of his life. He is shiny as shit. Yeah, shiny. This is what you see. Yeah, and then yeah, of course you see like the Tin Man is back to life. The lion comes back to life. The lion walks on all fours. I'm like okay, yeah, he's literally a lion. Yeah, he's Dorothy like a is lion. riding him <laughs> like a horse. Maybe I'm a lion. Yeah, yeah. I, I was thinking like lion. Well, was it uh, Narnia? Lion yeah. versus wardrobe. Whatever. Like whatever. He kind of looks like Aslan. Yeah. Yeah, dude. Hundred mm-hmm. percent. Except for he's on something good. And all of the people of Oz want Dorothy to become the queen of of Oz. And she's kind of like, I don't know. I'm just a kid. And then she looks in the mirror and she sees that girl in the window. And it's Ozma. And so she goes over and frees Ozma from the mirror. And she becomes, she regains her spot on the throne, becomes the queen. And uh, everybody's like, come on, Dorothy, just stay. And she's like, nah, I want to go back to my sad, depressing life in Kansas in 1899, where I might die when I'm 18 from tuberculosis or something. I don't know. Sorry, guys. (laughs) Sorry, I got to go. And I love love how she says no. And then then Ozma's like, all right, well, we'll send you back now. And it's like, wait. I, want to I didn't get to tell everybody bye. Ha, fuck you, Dorothy. <laughs> you Got said you didn't want to stay. <laughs> but also, the, uh, she was like, oh, I'll wa- I'm going to watch over you. I'm going to check in on you. She's like, okay. And I would be like, why doesn't she want to stay? This just makes sense. What does she have going for her over there? Oh, Lord. So she's brought back to Kansas. She gets found by, uh, oh, what the hell? What's the uncle's name? <laughs> Uncle Henry. Oh. Uncle Henry. Yeah. yeah. Uncle Henry. One leg, hop along, whatever you want to call it. Oh, he, oh, that leg's working fine because he sprints to her when he finds her. And uh, <laughs> Aunt M comes around with a blanket like, oh, don't worry, I got you, honey. Don't you? Yeah. Sorry, I was partially yep. distracted during a section of that because it was the, the final. We always have the movie playing here, as we've talked about before. But it's the final section with the Gnome King when he dies, when he swallows the egg. And just the effects are masterful. Like all the other gnomes, they're like, "Oh shit!" Like, "Oh yeah," they're, they're, they're like, like out of there. They're, they're like fading into the wall, and they're like pushing yeah. themselves in, in with yeah. their arms, to like yeah. their mouths yeah. and shit. And it was yeah. like, it's so fucking cool, dude. It is cool. But she has win. to go back because she's got to. I don't know. Like, she's got to get the dog. Even even when the gnomes are chasing them, because the gnomes are just rocks, right? So like yeah. they're chasing them along the walls, and then a pillar comes up, and they'll go behind, like they'll fall into the wall and come out on the other side of the pillar and fall on the yep. wall and come out. Yep. It's fucking cool, dude. I do like the shot though when she is back in Kansas, and it really focuses on her eyes, and her eyes are like emerald green. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then it pans out, and then she gets found. Um, you find out that the clinic burned down. Um, yeah, fuck that place. Everybody survived except <laughs> the doctor because he went tried to go back in to rescue his machine. So bye. And then the nurse is arrested. It doesn't make any sense. It makes no sense that she was arrested. 
she, I don't for think one, what everything they were doing that was, there was legal, probably. Uh, it's 1899. Yeah. It probably was. Uh, <laughs> it probably, <laughs> not to children, probably, maybe. There's probably way if... worse stuff going on uh, in the world at that time when it comes to like mental facilities and. Yeah. You're not wrong. You're not wrong. I wonder if it had something to do with how the. It may not have been like that. Maybe they she maybe caused found the fire, out, like, maybe? It could have been. It could have been the that you know they said they had some of the previous patients locked up. Oh, yeah. It could have been that too. Yeah. I don't know. She did they something ex- wrong. They never explained it. They just show her riding off, and you're kind of supposed to just be like, "Yeah, she was evil, so that's fine. I'm cool with. Yeah, I'm her. cool with her being." I mean, they did say that th- they did say the hospital got struck by lightning, so okay. that's so, what yeah, caused so she, the fire. Right. But yeah. I would just assume it's because they have people locked up, and people yeah. probably died because they couldn't get yeah. out of their rooms. Nah, that could yeah. be too. Well, they did say, what I thought they said that no that. Only one person died. I thought I said everybody survived oh, except yeah, for the doctor because oh. he went back. In. Oh yeah, that's right. So I don't know why she was arrested then. I think it was just the fact that the whole movie she is per- she is perceived as an evil person. So like she gets arrested and we're just like, good, good job. Yeah. Like I don't yeah, care well, what it was for. Get out of here. Well, we talk about both these realms reflecting one another. She was arrested in mm-hmm. Oz, so in theory, yeah. some reason she was arrested in the real some world. Some reason so. she's. She was probably had an alternate um, name. She was hiding somewhere. <laughs> maybe she was. I don't know. Maybe she just like tortured people. Maybe she's the murderer. We didn't know because she clearly got off. And now that you mentioned Star Wars, now I cannot see fucking you know fucking ball shined uh, TikTok here and well, not think of C three PO. I'm like, <laughs> good lord, dude. Oh. Damn it, even. Yeah, I guess you do see the Tin Man for a little bit, but he's like, anyway, but dude, no love for the fucking Tin Man, dude. Anybody who's willing to cut your own limbs off to have some metal shit? Come on. Anyway, go ahead. <laughs> I don't know where and yeah, so the movie just ends with uh, Dorothy living her sad life in Kansas, and then uh, Ozma shows up in the mirror, and I think Dorothy was probably just like, yeah, get me the fuck out of here. I don't, like, I don't know why I said I didn't want to stay there, because this sucks. There's nothing happening here. We're like farmers. Like that does that doesn't seem like fun at all. <laughs> yeah, I'd rather stay in Oz. Huzzah for poverty, poverty and disease. Fuck yeah. 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 Have I it's been... gonna be a new century. <laughs> Do we figure out where Franklin, Kansas was? Yeah. It it says oh yeah, because I looked where it up. Is it though in it, the state? I don't know, but it hmm. it said as of twenty twenty their population was like six hundred and seventeen. It's an unincorporated I wonder if I've been to Franklin, Kansas. That's Probably. what I'm wondering where it's at. Because I used to live like I'm from southeast Nebraska. Like I was two two counties from the border. And I've been to Kansas plenty of fucking times. I've been to Cuba, Kansas. Anybody knows a fucking Cuba, Kansas? Yes, it's real. No, there's, half there's the time I forget Kansas exists. Like, well, yeah, I know, right? Hopefully, we don't. I mean, sorry to all of our listeners from Kansas if we have any, but uh, sorry, nobody remembers what's Nebraska in your either. state. I mean, there's not much in my state. Sunflower either. seeds what's in your state. <laughs> hey, sunflower seeds and much better roads, much better. Uh, maintained roads in Nebraska. At least well, that's when you don't have many people living there, your roads are going to be better maintained. Very true. Because... Oh, it's by Joplin? Yeah. Okay, no, I haven't been there. Um, The craziest thing, though, is that the first two movies of this season that we've covered, the director of the movie wouldn't direct another movie after, direct, after said movie. So last week's director went to television after directing Silver Bullet, and then this director didn't direct another feature film for the rest of his career. Uh, he was mostly in the, the editing department for a lot of films. He'd worked on some Star Wars stuff, and um, 
the Godfather. Oh, okay, the Godfather so he did trilogy. some stuff. So he was he was involved in a lot of uh, big movies back in the day. Worked a lot with Francis Ford Coppola, as we talked about the Godfather. Um, but yeah, it's kind of crazy that that's kind of a. I don't know if that's going to be a trend for the next movie. I don't know the director of the next movie we're covering, but uh, yeah, it's kind of a weird little fact there. All right. Well, now that we're done talking about the movie, let's talk about our final thoughts on the movie. And let's let's start off with our two with the uh, the two esteemed hosts here that have not seen this movie before until yesterday. What'd you guys think of it after it's all no, said and done? No. Oh, I gotta go first. <laughs> we need we need to know here. Your, your I think about this. fucking. TikTok. Gotta wind up his <laughs> wind up his thought in his speech. Yeah, my thought meter. Anyway, uh, I dude, I, I was didn't know what to expect out of this outside of just like eighties, like shit's scary, you know, like. But you know, we grew up watching, it, so it didn't matter. Like, I of course, like I said, I'd never seen this, but I I liked this movie a lot. Like, I thought this was great. Um, I, you know, I, I jokingly said that I was going to like shit on it. Like, you know, everybody on alleys, but I can't like, I mean, <laughs> outside of like the, the main three from the original, like just get fucking, I just did not care for their suits, uh, or like their portrayal in this movie, but I know it was trying to portray the newer characters and such, but like, I, I liked all, like, I liked the, the special effects were stupid good. Like, you know, it had its, its whimsical moments, which I felt kind of, I'm not like an Oz diehard, but like felt like went along with it. I love the chalk talking chicken instead of Toto. Um, I, I don't know what that, that, that means anything, even though I called her name wrong the whole fucking time. I, I don't, what's her name? I don't remember. Belina. Belina. I call her, no, we call her oh. Benira because there's a Kaiju, an Ultraman called Benira. And that's what I was like. It's the same thing. It's like a few letters off. It's fucking fine. And that's what I thought every time I even said it earlier in this podcast, like I can't bother to remember the name Benira. But anyway, uh, I, I didn't, I didn't mind. Like most of the character actors were great. I love the voice effects of the Gnome King, the special effects, the movie just kind of flowed. It was very whimsical. It reminded me of the, of like a little bit of labyrinth. I'm not a labyrinth person. And then um, like Dark Crystal and just some of the Muppet shit around that time. And I, I just, it was fun. It was good. Uh, it just sucked through or well, anyway, there was probably a pun there, but I was going to say it sucks that there wasn't a tornado <laughs> in it. So I couldn't make Twister references, but other than that, I thought it was a great time. I don't know. I don't see why people wouldn't enjoy this, but again, I, I like the effects stuff. I like the suits and the, and the composite and the stop motion and shit. I thought it was, it was really well done. And uh, yeah, very dark for what what you y'all talked about compared to what you would expect from the movie. But yeah, more people should watch this. I think I have no attachment to it. So, and I don't really don't like. She was good as a kid actor. I didn't mind her. I don't like kid actors in most of these fucking movies. And I thought she did a good oh, job. I I love her as an actress overall. Yeah, but go ahead. That's it. That's mm -hmm. I don't want I, you guys can continue to gush. But I really liked it. Um. I I mean, I agree with Dan. Like, I there's not much more that I can add to it except for uh, justice for um, the Tin Man. You know what the <laughs> fuck, dude? I just want Tin Man to come in and start axing bitches like wheelers. Just, dude, fucking Billy style overhead throw, <laughs> wheeler right in. The, dude, <laughs> I'd pay but, top dollar for that. But yeah, I I would definitely uh, watch this again. Hundred percent. Wow. Mm -hmm. This is a complete opposite from. Uh... Allie's experience on her own show. <laughs> on our show more often, Allie. Come on. <laughs> they might not agree with you, but I, I, I'm more lenient on certain movies. So. <laughs> All right, Allie, share your thoughts on your most recent viewing. I mean, I still love it. I really do. 
<laughs> I think it's, I think it's, I can see why people think it's scary, especially when you're a kid. Um, but I don't think it's any more scary than any of the other movies that came out in the 80s that you watched when you were a kid. I personally am terrified of the Dark Crystal. I hate the Dark Crystal. I won't watch that again. But I don't think this is any more scary than The Labyrinth or like The Secret of Nim or anything oh, like that. Like, that's uh, yeah. Yeah. And I just think this is just as weird, if anything, not as bad. And like I said, when I was a kid, I thought it was cool. The heads. I still think it's cool. I would love to have a different hairstyle every day. <laughs> oh heck yeah! If I can exactly. remove my hair just to pick or remove my head just to fix my hair, damn. It's the same first? thing every time I watch The Fifth Element. She puts those thing that thing over her eyes and it changes her eye makeup. And I'm like, why can't we do this? Right? Why can't we do this? I, I mean, I don't want to. I don't want to like take someone's head every day. But like, why can't we do this stuff? Yeah, not to, um, not, to, not to steal from you real quick. Just a quick thought. I wonder if when Mombi does that, like changes the heads i wonder if it stops her from aging her original head i wonder if it oh, affects always, her aging i always kind of and I, mean, I don't know why i think this but i always kind of equate this character for some reason i don't know if it's the way she looks when she's dressed in the black outfit but i always think of like that i mean if she was like a real person but like elizabeth bathory who like she was like a she killed children and she bathed yes. in their blood to like keep herself young yeah. and i always kind of like think of her when i watch return to oz because just the the look of especially her as the nurse with that high black collar and like everything like that um so i i would i would think the youth thing because i would think like she took the heads of like the dancing women because they were beautiful and she wanted to be them and like she doesn't wear the original head very often probably because she's older or something like that so that's it's a really good point yeah um but yeah i still love it i think tiktok I, I i agree i love the characters in this one more tiktok and jack are my favorite and fruzabalk i think is one of the greatest child actors and i mean even when she got grew up and was in the craft and things like that still was amazing um so yeah still love it i still think it's great i, I ride hard for this movie i really do yeah <laughs> I mean, I got to agree. I mean, I think this is going to be a unanimous, like, we all love this movie. This is a, this was fun. This, this is that movie I definitely want to rewatch, like, if, you know, a couple months down the road, like, not as part of the podcast, just sitting down and watch it. Uh, cause as, as I've always stated, sometimes you miss certain things when you're taking notes, watching movies for the show. But yeah, the effects, I, I fell in love with the effects. I think that was my favorite thing, like the Gnome King, the Gnome Messengers. Um, just the way everything was just, pra I mean, it's 1985, so CG wasn't a thing, which is good. Uh, so you got all this wonderful practical effects, um, the puppetry, everything, just the, the, just the effects of the, of the head, you know, the whole head thing, you know, with Mombi and her changing her heads out. And like, it looks so seamless. Like they mm -hmm. were able to do the right lighting so that you couldn't really tell, you know, that it was maybe a green screen or, uh, whatever it was, it looks so good. I mean, there was certain shots where it's blatant green screen where you can actually see the outline around yeah. uh, Dorothy, uh, which, but it's like, again, 1985. It's just how it was. It's part of the charm, dude. Mm -hmm. Oh, absolutely. This movie is, and, and I'll say it right now, it might be controversial, but I think I enjoy this more than the original Wizard of Oz. Like, I would rather rewatch this than the original Wizard of Oz. Here, here. That's, I that's think just the me. only reason people think this is scarier is honestly because 
of, of music. If you put music in this movie, like it changes if, the whole tone. If yeah. the Wheelers did like a funky, weird disco song through the streets of Oz, people wouldn't find it as scary. Munchkins, the Munchkins are fucking scary, man. But because they sing and they dance, they're not as scary. They right. just need to do an EDM version of Lollipop Guild. Like that. Yeah. That uh, that's all it is. Yeah, the Wheelers, <laughs> like you know, absolutely. For some reason, I thought there was music in this movie. Like I thought it was a musical, and then watching, I was like, "Oh, all right." No songs. I mean, I was okay yeah. with it because I'm, you know, I'm I'm kind of like, and eh, when it comes to musicals, yeah, I'm not a musical um, person. Anyway, so. No, this movie is a yeah. lot of this movie is fun. I I had a good time with it um, for different reasons, but yeah, I think it's a, it's a complete opposite thing for for Allie. She's she's out here like finally people understand me. <laughs> yeah. You could you could disappoint you could disappoint everybody else at Quad Pro Quo. Not an outsider anymore. Yeah, you could tell them <laughs> that we all love the movie, so they go, maybe we don't want to go on that show. <laughs> We're not doing it just to kiss your ass either, Allie. Like we just like the show. I appreciate yeah. that. I really so, do. When you get done recording here, you need to run over there and bust through yes. the door and be like, "They like me," and then just leave. <laughs> they like the fucking show. Just leave. <laughs> no idea what you're talking about. Keep your highbrow. Christopher Nolan Dunkirk bullshit out of my face. Yes, fuck them. <laughs> oh man. All right. Well, now we are going to go to social media. As you know, every before we record, we like to let you all know what we're watching and what we're going to be covering, and then we let you guys comment on it over on social media. We post on Twitter. We post on Instagram. We post on uh, Threads and Facebook. So I'm going to read your responses. What, Dan? Pornhub. We post that. Pornhub. Yes, I put. Yeah, just pictures. They're like, what? Fuck! (laughs) (laughs) It's first over the edge. Our first comment is from Darren from NostalgiaCast, who shared his episode uh, of Return Oz. He said, I prefer it to Wizard, Nightmare Fuel of the Highest Order. So make sure to go check out NostalgiaCast's episode on Return Oz, which is what I'll be listening to tomorrow uh tangents of horror said love it creepy as fuck and couldn't agree more but the fact that people are just like i we get a lot of responses of just like i love this movie um and and i love to see it i love to see it um yeah that was that was it over there so let's go to instagram Mm -hmm. It's definitely become more, I think, a little bit more popular, especially with like Disney Plus, because it is available now on yeah. Disney Plus. And like I used to like again, taped off television version. So <laughs> it used to like just not really be readily available, but now it's on Disney Plus. So you can watch it at any time. Oh yeah, that's how I watched it. Same. Um over on Instagram, we got one from doom generation pod who also has an episode on this movie so make sure to check that out uh they said yes we have an episode on it and i bought kim who is one of their research assistants uh merch for it for christmas thank you i would 100 i oh i I mean you probably could find merch i i mean you i mean with just jack i just want a shirt that's just the 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 uh the cover i shared when i was sharing the posts like I love that like classic illustration drawing of all the characters, even the characters who aren't even in the fucking movie, like the lion and the Tin Man. Like they're there, but they're not yeah. in the movie very much. Um, I don't think we got anything on threads. Let me check that real quick. 
I was thinking the I was thinking the whole time while you're looking that up. I was thinking the whole time like I got two video game references in my mind. I was thinking of the Gnome King when he dies of eggs from Resident Evil Four yeah. and Five because you could kill yeah. people with fucking eggs and that. And then you said Elizabeth Bathory, which um, in was actually the inspiration for a villain in one of the Castlevania games was Bloodlines on the Genesis, which I think her name was Elizabeth Bartolome, but she was okay. that was the inspiration. Which, which a lot of the characters from Castlevania are inspired by stuff like that in mythology. But that's what I thought of. Yeah, there's this... Uh, that I like it, but it's this terrible <laughs> video game movie that... I, I, I now I can't remember what it's called. I can't think of what it's called. But it came out in like... I want to say like 2006 or something like that. And it has like one of the girls from One Tree Hill in it. And basically it's like they play this video game, but then... Oh, Stay Alive! And- Stay alive. That's what's good. I wanted to see is, Dead Alive, but I wasn't that. That movie's not that. good. <laughs> it's so not good, but I, for some reason, really like it. And the killer in that movie, Frankie Munoz is in it. Yes, yeah, yes. Yeah. The killer from the video game in that movie is based off Elizabeth Bathory. Yep. So oh, <laughs> it's a really, yeah. it's a really interesting concept. But for some reason, in the early two thousands, they couldn't figure it out right because, like, they had uh, Fear dot com, which is a movie I've I've talked about on another show. It's literally where a website. Um, you know, if you, you log into this website, it, it'll kill you at a certain time. It all so it's came kind of, from the ring. Like yeah, the ring did 100%. it so well. And then they tried around. to like duplicate it with like fear.com with that one missed call, which is also like, uh, you know, Japanese or Korean mm-hmm. horror movie that they redid yeah. and no one could ever do it the way that the ring did it. And so then there was like stay alive it's like it's a video game that'll kill you or something like that so Crazy. it's a terrible movie but for some reason i watch it every time it's on tv oh it's definitely <laughs> something i would 100 percent want to cover on the show it's, just because of it's how, great. like i want to just go back and just cover just rip off like two like early 2000 ripoffs <laughs> of, of like yeah very popular movies like we've covered the ring on the show so covering stay alive would be a perfect little uh episode but yeah, that is all of our comments from social media. Thank you to, to everyone. Oh, oh, Angela's got a couple. I forgot she mentioned that. I earlier. have. Sorry. Well, I have. You said you didn't want to to uh, read the ones that just says it's my favorite or whatever. But I have one from Jiggy Fly Joe that says, fun fact, this movie scared me as a child. Princess Mombi and her head swapping was terrifying to me for some reason. That and anything that had to do with the deadly desert. That's very true. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. A lot it's, of terrifying. It's one elements. of those. It, it's those um, irrational fears. It just mm-hmm. like manifests more. Like oh, mm-hmm. now, this I have to, you know, worry about. After watching this movie, though, I am going to put it out into the ether and just say, Disney, we need a 4K release of this movie. Oh um, yeah. There is no 4K release of this movie right now. I don't even think it. It's not 4K on Disney Plus. And I think the only way you can buy it is on a D. It, there's a Blu-ray that came out for the 30th anniversary back in 2015. So it's been it's Probably. been a bit. So we need a 4K Disney. Well, you know they like to keep things in the vault at Disney. Yes. Do they do they do the vault still even with Disney Plus? No, yeah, they do because there's stuff that's not on like Disney. Like they'll say it's on Disney Plus, and then you go and look for it, and it'll be like not till next year. Like they really uh, they still do like release things slowly sometimes. So. 
Yeah, I used to buy all the Diamond Collection Blu-rays of Disney movies because it'd be like, buy it for, you know, it's only out for like three weeks and then it's back in the vaults yeah. and you're like, you won't see yeah, it for another 12 scary, years. Yeah. You're like, oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. I need Hercules. <laughs> Which we do. I mean, <laughs> yeah, we, we absolutely do. Okay, so that is it for Return of Oz. So let's talk about what we're going to be doing next week. We are going to be taking a break from our coverage of 1985 films because next week, is Valentine's Day, which means we are going to be covering a Valentine's Day movie. And what movie should that be? But one of probably the most famous Valentine's Day horror movies, and that is 1981's My Bloody Valentine. Now, Dan and Angela, have you seen the original My Bloody Valentine? Me either. So it's going to be all of our first time watch. I've seen the remake from 2009. I actually enjoyed the remake. Um, but I have never seen the original from beginning to end. I've seen bits and pieces, and I feel like that. Was... I'm excited. So it's going to be a good time. So next week we're going to be covering my bloody Valentine. This will be fun. All right, Allie. Yes. Thank you for being on the show. It was an absolute honor having you back. Thank you for having me. I was hoping you were actually going to say you were you were covering the movie Valentine's Day, starring David Boreanaz, which I saw in the theater. Yeah, that's what um, I was going to say too. Is that the but, like one of like the compilation movies that they did? Was no. like New Year's Day and stuff like that. Okay, so that's Valentine's Day. That's that. There is one that, which has Taylor Swift. Taylor Swift. Yeah, um, that's. <laughs> um. No, Val- there's another one. Actually, it might just be called Valentine, but it has David Boreanaz, Denise Richards, I believe, is in it. Oh. It came out, and I want to say, like, 1999. Yes, it's yes, It's like yes. a horror. Yeah, yeah. Yep. It's based on a book. And, yeah. And it's, um, I saw it in theaters because I had, that was a deep at my David Boreanaz crush. Um, and, um, yeah, She's it was like, great. I'm over that now. I'm a- Nah, still kind of does it for me. Um, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but uh, I, I approve of my bloody Valentine. It's a great, uh, great movie. For some reason, I completely forgot about Valentine. It's the same that guy who directed Urban mind. Legend. Uh, another amazing yes. movie. I watched that for the first time last year. Saw that twice in theaters, wow. deep into my Joshua Jackson crush at that point. <laughs> Josh Jackson. <laughs> oh yeah. He still does it for me as well. So it's all good. Um so yeah, that's next week's gonna be a lot of fun. Uh finally kind of this year we're gonna be a little bit better at uh covering movies for for holidays because we kind of we always kind of forget. <laughs> the only mm-hmm. one we did, I think, last year was like Leprechaun for St. Patrick's Day and then you know, Halloween movies and Christmas movies, but uh, yeah, mm-hmm. I'm going to try to be better about the holiday movies. So yeah, we're very excited about that. We Allie, we're can, um, movie too. Yeah. Oh yeah. We're getting those. <laughs> yeah. We did that too. Yeah. <laughs> Allie, where can uh, everybody find you and your wonderful show? Sure. So we are at quad pro quo pod. We're on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, threads, letterboxd. Um, so we're, actually review all the movies on letterbox now um yeah you can just find us wherever we, you podcast where you release try to release new episodes every thursday and february again is our swifty x's month so each episode will star a famous taylor swift ex-boyfriend boy so when when is this episode coming out uh this will be out 
sometime in February, <laughs> the week before okay. Valentine's Day, I think. Yeah. Okay, so that would probably be the mo- recent episode we'd have that week would be Matt's pick, which is Dunkirk because that stars Harry Styles. Oh, Ooh. so we got re- um, so that's what they're doing over there, doing some research. Oh yeah, I picked Crimson Peak, which stars Tom Hiddleston. Oh. And then we also will have, I believe, the favorite, and then we're also going to do Nightcrawler because it has Jake Gyllenhaal in it. The favorite which is, is that the one, one with her... Rachel Weisz and yes, uh, who's yeah. the ex in that one? Um, I'm gonna forget his name. She, it's the one she just recently broke up with before she started dating the Kelsey brother. Like they were together for like five years. Joe Alwyn, that's his name. Uh, okay. so he's in that, and they were together for like five years. Um, so the most boring one because <laughs> all of our other choices are great. So, yeah. <laughs> oh, well, all of, uh, quad pro quo's, uh, links will be down in the description. So make sure to follow the show. It is one of my weekly musts. So join me. Um, you can find us at dissect that film on all the social medias. Uh, we're on Facebook, TikTok, uh, Instagram, Twitter. I'm I'm not calling it the other name. It's Twitter still. Uh, Facebook. Yeah, we're on. I probably already said Facebook. We're on all those social medias. You can go to our link tree. We have link tree. Uh, where we have all the links to everything, all of the podcast apps, our YouTube channel, where we have the video form of every podcast episode, where you can see our faces, where you can see all the quirkiness that's going on. And um, so make sure to go over there and like, comment, and subscribe to the video. Even if you don't watch the episode there, just go over there and do that. Leave us a comment. Uh, make sure to leave us five stars on any of your favorite podcast apps. Spotify, give us five stars. We're also I'm also going to be trying to do uh, questions for every episode because Spotify allows you to do that. So the question for this is, what is your favorite part of Return to Oz? So that'll be the question for this episode. I didn't mention what it was going to be for last week, but that'll be for this week's. Uh, so yeah, leave us five stars there. Apple Podcasts, Good Pods. Good Pods is cool because you can leave us uh, five stars on episodes and the show itself, and you can leave us comments. Um, it's a pretty cool little app over there, so uh, make sure to uh, follow us over there and all that stuff. We also have a Patreon. I always, for some reason, always forget that we have a <laughs> to mention the Patreon. Patreon.com slash Dissect That Film, or for $1, you can get early access to episodes. You can get... Uh, blooper reels uh, like things that happened in the episode that don't make it into the core episode we also have a a patreon exclusive show at our five dollar tier called the monster zone which is hosted by dan and angela where we talk about monster movies from all the times we've been really focused on monster movies from the 50s (laughs) recently but yeah we're covering a bunch of monster movies yeah and we got a bunch of other stuff coming we got commentary tracks we have um watch alongs we have exclusive streams maybe that'll come down the pipeline but yeah that's where we're at so if you want to support the show financially just go to patreon.com slash dissect that film and uh, we'd love to have you so thank you very much um i think that's about it that's my least favorite part of the show is doing all this (laughs) just rigmarole bullshit (laughs) but thank you everybody for your support we love you all thank you for listening make sure to share the show wherever you can um yeah and until next time I am Brett Parker. That is Dan and Angela of DNA Gaming. And that is Allie from the Quad Pro Quo Podcast. And this has been another episode of Dissect That Film. We'll see you all again next time. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. Bye.